Well, right now, today, I'm really excited because I have a message for you. And the title of my message today is this. It is Origin by Design, but Original by Choice. So now, most of us, we are fascinated with the idea of origin. We, we like to ask, how did that thing begin? We, we like to ask, what is its origin? And that is why, you know, we all love popular movies like The Avengers, because nowadays, it's very interesting. We not only want to watch heroes in the movies, we also want to know where our heroes come from. We want to know the origins of Captain America. We want to know the origins of Captain Marvel. We want to know the origins of Wolverine. We are all so fascinated by the idea of origin. And so today, we want to look into the Bible for the origin of the entire earth and universe. And, you know, we want to look into the source of all sources. We want to look into the beginning of beginnings. And for that, we have to go to the first chapter of the Bible in Genesis, verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Wow, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that's the first verse in the first chapter of the first book of the Bible. It is the beginning of all beginnings. You cannot get any more origin than that. It says here, in the beginning, God. So what, what is our origin? Well, God is the origin of the entire universe and us and earth. God is the origin. He is point A and He is the beginning of all things. He is the creator. And the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything. And so God formed light and the universe, He created the earth, the sky, the atmosphere, plant life, stars, sun, moon, birds, animals, everything. And then finally, on the sixth day of creation, he created the man and the woman. He created Adam and Eve. And let's hear what he says in Genesis 1 verse 31. He says, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. The sixth day was of great significance to God. God reached the highest level of Creator's joy on day six because that was the day He made human beings. That was the day He made Adam and Eve. No, they were the first man and woman on earth. So God looked at both Adam and Eve and looked at what He had fashioned. And the Bible says, He said, it was very good. And so like a painter in the studio, like an artist in the gallery, God looked at what He had fashioned and created, the human beings. He looked at them and He thought to Himself and He said it. He said, wow, those originals are very good. So friends, you got to know this. Because God is the origin, He only makes originals. So every single one of you, you know, who are listening in right now to this message, I want to tell you that you are an original. God created you in your mother's womb. God weaved you together in your mother's body. And so He painted you, He fashioned you. You came out of God's creative studio as an original. So never, ever settle for being a fake. And so in the creation account of the Bible, you know, the word good, right? God used a lot of word good. He said he created this, he said good, he created that, and he said good. So in the original Hebrew language, the word good is tof. Tof in Hebrew means it's good, it's beautiful, and it is working the way it was created to do. 
So that is what tov means. So in that creation chapter in the Bible, do you know God used the word tov about seven times to describe the firmament, the light, the sky, and everything else he had created. And then when he created his ultimate creation, which is the human beings, he looked at them and he said, ah, very tov, very good. So God saved his highest satisfaction and praise for human beings, for his creation of humans, his masterpiece. He looked at everything else. He said, good, tough. But when he saw the human creations, he said, very, very, very tough. So, you know, God didn't look at the human creations and said, you know what? You shorty, how ugly are you? He didn't look at the guy and said, you don't have chest hair. How unattractive are you? You know, God didn't. He smiled at them and he prayed them and he said that they were very tough they were very good that means they are good beautiful and they were working the way they were created to be working and so they were his masterpiece human beings his creation and do you know God has continued to create masterpieces today do you know that he's still creating in the womb he is still fashioning masterpieces in the womb today if you are a woman of you recently conceived or you have given birth you would have known that it is no accident that you conceived the entire process of reproducing conceiving giving birth you know and you've experienced that it is an intricate divine design and process it is divine and the Bible captures it so well in Psalms 130 it says this, it says, God, you created the deepest parts of my being. You put me together inside my mother's body. How you made me is amazing and wonderful. I praise you for that. What you have done is wonderful. I know that very well. This is how the Bible describes how a baby is being fashioned in the womb. It says, God, you created the deepest parts of my being. You put me together. In other versions of the Bible, it says, God, you knit me together. God, you weave me together in my mother's body. That is how God has created us. He has put us delicately together in our mother's bodies. So every one of you within the hearing range of this message, if you're listening to this message and watching this service, you need to know that God created you. You are tough. In fact, not just tough, but very, very tough. And you are good, you are beautiful, and you should be working the way you were created to be. So now, because God is the origin, you are an original. Always remember that because God is the origin, you are an original. And this is a truth that you need to grasp because you need to understand that you didn't come by some accident. You came from God who is the origin. You are an original. You are unique and you are good and God weaved you together in your mother's womb. Now, every one of us, we, we, are, we are unique, you know, and nobody has the same fingerprints. And now, if you have been a Heart of God Church member for a while now, you will know that Pastor Lynette and I, we actually do look alike. Now, the frightening thing is this, I know that we look alike, but I didn't know how alike we look until I spontaneously joined her in her IG life with the youths. And so some people took photos and sent to me and I was, oh, you know, we look so alike. I was shocked, we look alike. And then afterwards we decided we will put on our glasses. And so 
We put on our glasses. Now, we look alike still, again. Well, the only difference is that mine was just reading glasses. So, so then we decided, okay, maybe we will change the glasses and then we try another time, this time with round glasses and we still look alike. Well, this is incredible. This is to show you that, you know, someone can actually look like you. But the thing is that even though Pastor Lynette and I look alike, we are still having our own unique set of fingerprints. No two sets of fingerprints are alike. We are unique. We may look the same, but we are different because she is an original. I am an original. We are both originals. God is our origin, so we are originals. So I need you to know that you may look like someone else, but you are still unique. Now, God has created you unique and special in yourself. And it is no wonder that sometimes on the inside of us, there is a desire and a craving to be ourselves. We always strive to find the special feature in ourselves that is different from others. And we are always asking, always searching, what is my strength? What is my personality? What is my destiny? What is my purpose in life? Well, when you have all those questions in your heart, that simply means means that there is a craving in you to be an original, a craving in you to be the way that God created you to be. God has made you an original and God has a specific plan and purpose for your life with your kind of gifting and talent that He has put into you. So you are unique, you are special and you are valuable to God. Do you know that originals are valuable? In art, in music, in all things, originals are always, always valuable. And people will always pay a lot of money for originals. So God has created you to be an original. Therefore, you are valuable. God says that you are valuable. Now, don't mix up valuables with value. You can be rich or poor, but that has nothing to do with your value as a person. Value is about worth. And I'm not talking about your net worth. I'm talking about your self-worth. How much do you think you are worth? Now, what determines the value of something? See, when you want to determine the worth or the value of something, there are two things that you must take note of. Whether something is valuable or not, it depends on what someone is willing to pay for it. So, for example, you know, how much is a pair of original branded special edition Adidas shoes worth? To some people, it's not worth anything. But to a shoe collector, it is valuable. To a shoe collector, it could be worth a lot of money. And a shoe collector would be willing to pay for it. How much is a piece of art worth? Well, the value of a piece of art is dependent on what amount someone is willing to pay for it. Now, I have read some very interesting stories. And do you know that the famous Bill Gates, he spent 30 million for a 72-page scientific diagrams, writing sketches and ideas that famous inventor and painter Leonardo da Vinci compiled in the early 16th century. And billionaire Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich, besides owning the Chelsea Football Club, you know he, you know, all the soccer fans are going, yeah, yes, yes, he owns the Chelsea Football Club, but that wasn't enough. He also paid 1.2 billion for the world's largest super yacht called the Eclipse. Now, the Eclipse was the largest yacht at that time before 2013. Now, to Bill Gates, these sketches are of great value, so he was willing to pay for it. And to the oligarch, the yacht is valuable. He was willing to pay such a high fee for it. 
So we know the first factor to ascertain the value of something is what price is someone willing to pay for it? Now, the second factor to determine the value of something is who owned it in the past. Sometimes something is valuable because of who used to own it. For example, let me ask you a question. Would a basketball owned by Stephen Curry or your school basketball captain be more valuable? The answer is, I know you love your school captain very much, but sorry, the answer is Stephen Curry. Or would a guitar be more valuable because it was owned by Ed Sheeran or me? So it all depends on who owned it in the past. Its value is dependent on who owned it in the past. And listen to this. Niall Horan, a member of the ex-pop group One Direction, had his half-eaten toast almost getting sold for $100,000. That's right, I always knew that I shouldn't be throwing away my breakfast, you know. And then, of course, there's one more. You know, I read about a pair of stinky, smelly, used basketball shoes that sold just recently for $560,000 because they were once worn by some guy named Michael Jordan. And all Justin Bieber's fans will be interested to know this. His silky smooth locks was bought by a Bieber fan for $40,000. And the girls' camp are going, how about Taylor Swift? How about Katy Perry? Well, Katy Perry, she auctioned off a trampoline from one of her music videos for $5,000. And lastly, I also heard about a pair of yucky, smelly, used and soiled underwear attracted a bid of $8,000 at an auction because they were once worn by a guy named Elvis Presley. But thank God, you know what? Elvis Presley's Bible, on the other hand, it was sold for $94,000. That's right, Bible above soiled underwear. That's my system that works here. Right, so these things, they are considered valuable and people are willing to pay for them because of who used to own it in the past. So based on these two factors, you must ask yourself, what is your value? What is your worth? Ask yourself, who owns me? Ask yourself, what was paid for me? And I have the answer for you from the Bible. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, it says, you have been bought and paid for by Christ. So you belong to him. Be free now from all these earthly prides and fears. The Bible says that you have been bought and paid for by Christ. Now, what is that all about? Well, let me explain to you. You see, God created you, but sin came in. And God is a holy God, and sin keeps you apart from God. Now, that is the point where God decided that He wants to send His only Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die on the cross to pay for the penalty of our sins. So, but of course, you know, three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. He didn't stay dead. And so right now, if you and I invite Jesus into our lives, you and I now have a relationship with Jesus, you know what? We can have a restored relationship with God, the Father, who is a holy God. So that is what it means when it says that you have been bought and paid for by Christ. God was willing to send His only Son, His precious Son, to die for you on the cross to pay for the penalty of our sins. So that proves your worth. The cross proves your value. You must remember, value is dependent on what someone is willing to pay for you. God was willing to pay His only Son 
for you. So you are incredibly valuable to Creator God. Nobody has ever paid a higher price for you than what Jesus had done for you. Jesus snatched you from the grip of sin and He said, this one is mine. I will gladly pay the price of death for this one. That is how valuable you are to God. Value is dependent on what someone is willing to pay for you and value is dependent also on who owns you. The Bible in the scripture that we've just read, it says that you belong to God. Friends, you are God's original. God created you in your mother's womb. Because He is the origin, you are an original. He created you. Today, you know where you come from. You know your origin. So you are origin by design, but you have to be original by choice. You still have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. Am I going to be an original, knowing where I came from, how God created me, and pursue the purpose and the plan that God has for me with the gifting that He's put in my life? Or am I going to be a fake in life, not wanting to know my original purpose? So friends, you don't have to be like someone else. You can be you. God is the origin, so you are an original. And someone famous once said this. He says, you were born an original. Don't die a copy. Isn't that awesome? You were born an original. Don't die a copy. So don't compare yourself with someone else. Do you know the greatest pains in life are caused by just three things. It's caused by our constant comparing, constant competing, and constant complaining. Comparing, competing, complaining. You know, you hear it all over the place, you know, when you hang out with people. Some older people, they would say, you know, ah, oh, I wish I can have his position in the company. Oh, I wish I can have all the money that he is having. Oh, I wish I can have her husband. You know, they're always wishing to be someone else. And then young people, you do the same. You're always comparing, competing, complaining. Sometimes you say, oh, I wish I am slim like her. Oh, I wish I am as smart as that guy in school. You know what? Don't wish for another person's life. Stop comparing, competing, and complaining. Make the best use of everything God has created you to be. You were born in original. Don't try to be a copy of someone else. God has created you to be an original. So don't live a fake and eventually die a copy. Amen? So today... You know what? I'm talking to some of you here. Maybe you're not yet a Jesus follower. You're not yet a Christian. And I want to tell you this. You are valuable to God. You are precious to Jesus. God created you in the womb. You are not unwanted. God wants you and you are not an accident. You know, for me, some people, they have told me that I was an accident. Well, that's because I was the last one in the family that was born. And so there were seven siblings before me and uh, the seventh sibling, she is seven years older than I am. So that means that after seven kids, my parents thought that they were done with seven kids. And then seven years later, I suddenly popped out. They were not expecting me, I was unplanned. But you know what? I just know that God had a different idea. I wasn't unwanted. I wasn't an accident. I was planned for. And He weaved me together and knitted me together in my mother's womb. So some of you here, I may be talking to some of you who are feeling rather unwanted and you feel like you don't belong anywhere. Well, today God wants to tell you, He says, I have created you and I have a specific plan and purpose for your life and I have deposited gifts and talents in your life to fulfill that plan and that purpose. 
you are an original. You are valuable to our God because He paid the highest price for you. And today you are listening to this message and you're watching this service. You know what? It is not an accident. God has a divine appointment for you. I believe in divine appointments. God wanted you to hear this message to tell you that you are valued by Him and that He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And He has deposited talents and gifting in your life to fulfill the special plan that He has for you. All you have to do is to desire to come into a relationship with Jesus. And so today, if that is you and you say, I want a relationship with Jesus, I want to know my original purpose and a specific plan that God has for my life. Well, if that is you, if you desire to do that, I want to lead you in a prayer. It's very easy. All you have to do is pray and invite Jesus into your life. And now there's another group of you out there. Maybe you used to be Christians, but somehow you have messed up and you have made some really bad choices and you have devalued yourself. But today God wants to tell you that He still values you. He still loves you and you are still an original that He has created. So today I wanna encourage you, come back to Jesus. And all you have to do is again to say a prayer and ask Jesus to come back into your life and you can continue in your walk with God. If that is you, I want you to just pray this prayer after me. Are you ready? Say, Jesus, today I invite you into my life. Today I want a relationship with you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. It is the highest price that you have paid for me. And I thank you that now I'm cleansed of all my sins and now I am a child of God. From today onwards, I am a Christian. Jesus, I want to know the original purpose of my life. Thank you that you have a plan for me. And so I want to live out your plan. I do not want to live as a fake and die a copy. Thank you, Jesus, that from today onwards, you can lead me in this life with your voice in my heart. As I read your Bible, you will lead me. As I pray to you, I will sense your voice in my heart and you will lead me. Thank you for all that you've done for me. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Wow, what a wonderful decision you have made. And I'm so excited for you because today is the beginning of a relationship with Jesus. And this walk with Jesus is an exciting adventure. And I know that you're gonna have the time of your life. Now, right now, I just wanna talk to another group of people. You are already Christians, but you are very young and very new as Christians. You've got to start asking yourself, what has God created me for? What is my original purpose? Talking about original purpose, do you know that the world has changed so much in the last decade? Social media has really changed the way we live our lives. But hey, I'm not talking about not using social media. Please use social media. Please go ahead and use it. I use it a lot. But what I'm saying here is this, social media is an amazing servant, but it is a terrible, terrible master. Don't be enslaved by social media mindset when you live your life. Don't be enslaved by Instagram mindset and don't let Instagram detect the way that you do your life. You see, Pastor Howe, my husband, was telling me the other day, he says, you know what? Nowadays in the food industry, chefs are feeling the pressure to prepare food that are Instagrammable. That means food must look good. So that has become their all-consuming priority in order to make money, in order to sell more food. They have to just make sure that food 
good looks good on social media. So that is their only focus. And what they have lost in the process is the original purpose for food. What is the original purpose? Well, food is not there just to look good, but food is there to give you nutrition and food has to taste good. That is the original purpose of food. But food has lost its original purpose because, you know, people are just thinking it just looks nice and you'll sell more food. Well, maybe some of you are like that. You are Christians, but somehow like the food on Instagram, you have lost sight of your original purpose. So what is your original purpose? Well, in Ephesians 2, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece, right? We are His originals. He created us. But what did He create us for? What is the original purpose? It says here, so that we can do the good things He has planned for us. So friends, know this. God has created you not to be like the food Instagram where you look good and you feel good, but God has created us to do good. So Christianity is about living for others, not just for yourself. See, maybe some of you here, you have been spending a big bulk of your life just living for yourself, you know. Every day your thought is just about you and yourself. Or maybe some of you here, you've been idling at home, especially in this stay-home period, and you are just spending a lot of time gaming, and at the end of the gaming, you still feel as empty as ever. Maybe some of you here, you are spending all your time just sitting in front of the television set, consuming program after program, eating food, and you're just, you're just doing that. You're becoming a very unproductive consumer. Well, today, you've got to make a decision in your heart. What is my original purpose? Don't lose sight of your original purpose. You are not there just to look good, feel good, but to do good. God wants you to live your life for other people. So today, you have to make a resolution. If you are very new Christian, very young Christian, I want to challenge you. Make a resolution in your life to say, I want to rise up to be a Christian where I'm not just a consumer, but I'm a producer. I want to be a contributing member of my family, of my church, in my school, and my workplace. Now, if you have that desire, this is what I want you to do after this service is over. What I want you to do is to text your leaders or text the person who got you to watch this message and start with this line when you text them. Say, I want to go back to my original purpose. Text that line and after that, ask the person you're texting. Ask that leader, ask your Christian friend, ask them, how can I spend my time wisely and contribute to others and to church and everybody else in my life? So you have to do that. Now, if you have that desire before I close this service, I wanna pray for you. You know, I love to pray for young and new Christians. You need all the prayer that you can get. So I'm gonna pray for you right now. Father, I just pray and commit all these new and young Christians, Lord, who have just recently come to you and started a relationship with you. I ask God that you reveal to them that they are your masterpiece, that they are originals. And I pray you cause them, Lord, to know of the things that you have prepared for them, Lord, the good things that you have planned for them long ago that they will accomplish in their lives. And Lord, I pray that even as they read your Bible, even as they pray to you, you will speak to them guide them, lead them to become mature Christians, to become productive Christians, to become Christians that will change the world around them to be a better place. Father, I commit all these young and new Christians in your hands. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, 
that's all I have for you today. This is the end of my message. I hope that you had as much fun as I had preaching this message to you. So until I see you the next time, you got to take care, stay safe, and stay safe. All right? You have reached the end of the sermon. We pray that you've been blessed by the Word of God. To find out more about us, you can log on to www.heartofgodchurch.org or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at HOGC. You can also follow Pastor Leah on Facebook and Instagram at pastor.leah.